every day. I fail at multiple things every day. I think failure is amazing. I think it's, it's making the distinction between I failed at something versus I am a failure. If you never fail, that means that you live inside your comfort zone and all you're doing, like you hate your life. You're just photocopying your life over and over and over and over again because you're doing the same thing every day. If you're doing something brand new, then you, you don't know how to do it. It's brand new. So you should expect to fail at the beginning. That's okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure. By practicing, you'll get it. Welcome to the Pave Your Paradise podcast. I'm Mandy Ross, international media personality, speaker, writer, life cheerleader, and coach. Each episode, I'll share a guest or an idea to help you blast through your limiting beliefs, nourish your soul, and connect with yourself to take your relationships, health, business, and life to a next level. We don't play small. We're meant for great things. We take our struggles and turn them into slam dunk successes. This is the place for you to create your best you so you can pave your personal path to paradise. Are you with me? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pave Your Paradise podcast. If you're new to this show, I'm Mandy Ross, host of this amazing space for you guys to up-level your relationships, your health, your business, and your life. And I want to know how you're tuning in right now. Are you guys on a walk? Are you driving? Are you working out? Or are you just listening for some soul, body, and mind nourishment? Or perhaps you're tuning in with a friend, loved one, or partner today. Please let me know by sharing your tuning in experiences on your posts and stories and tagging me at Mandy J. Ross and Pave Your Paradise and let me know. So major news for you guys that I shared a little while back is that I started a Patreon page. So it's now up and I'm ready to serve you even more through it. There's lots of additional resources I'll be sharing. So for you to join the official Pave Your Paradise community where you'll be receiving tons of self-growth, self-love, and self-compassion tips, techniques, and tools for your personal development toolbox. Also to connect with me in live group calls and coaching, plus be supporting the podcast and myself to raise awareness on self-love and compassion and connection, please visit my new page at patreon.com slash Mandy J. Ross. Ta-da-ta-da. Boom. And now I am thrilled to feature a very special guest on today's episode. Evan Carmichael is a successful entrepreneur and YouTube inspiration sensation with over 2 million subscribers. So many of you have reached out about mindset mastery, self-belief, and intentional and impactful living, so I'm so happy to bring you a leading expert on these topics. Plus, Y'all know how passionate I am about mindset, being your own life cheerleader, and living on purpose. Evan believes in entrepreneurs. At 19, he built, then sold, a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist helping raise $500,000 to $15 million. He now runs the biggest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with 2 million plus subscribers, wrote four books and speaks globally. He wants to solve the world's biggest problem. He set 
two world records, uses a trampoline and stand-up desk, owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio, and has a giant Doritos bag in front of him all day long to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. Toronto is his home. He's a husband, father, TSM fan, and Timo Maine. So guys, I'm thrilled to be featuring him and his amazing work, and I also get to share his long list of resources with you. I've included links below for you to check them out. So Evan is a successful entrepreneur, social media sensation, author, speaker, motivator, and so much more. We actually met through social media when I stumbled upon his content years ago. Upon watching his YouTube videos and consuming his next level, inspiring posts on social media, and discovering what he was all about, I knew I had to have him on the show for you guys. As the founder of Believe Nation, he really does an exceptional job at empowering you to believe in yourself and on using your unique gifts to make a powerful impact in this world. Because of his background and own personal transformational journey of pain into purpose living, he is full of insight and inspiration. He's someone who I completely appreciate and respect for what he's creating in this world, especially on mindset mastery, self-belief, and helping others unlock and unleash their greatest potential. His strategies and advice for believing in yourself and using your unique abilities to change the world can have a huge positive impact on your life, so I had to share him with you. I want to continue bringing on expert guests that will help you, inspire you, and empower you, and Evan Carmichael is a breathing, living, walking example of paving your own path to paradise. In We dive deep in this episode on his personal journey of turning pain into purpose, mastering self-belief, mindset, how to have a successful relationship, and how to work successfully with a partner, and how to live authentically and on purpose. And so many other mindful topics are discussed as well in this episode. So I hope y'all enjoy this interview as much as I did with Evan Carmichael. All right, everyone. Today, I have a wonderful guest on the show for you, fellow Torontonian entrepreneur and YouTube inspiration sensation with over 2 million subscribers, Evan Carmichael. Evan, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us on Pave Your Paradise podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm great. Thank you for the love, Mandy. Love having another Torontonian on the show. All right. I love it. Let's pave our paradise. Woo! I am fired up. So let's dive right in. So the first thing I ask every guest on the show is what was the first thing you did when you woke up this morning? Um, what's the first thing I did? I filmed on Instagram. Amazing. And as I'm obsessed with morning routines, as I believe they're a key factor in thriving in both life and business, what does your master morning routine look like? And what are your daily habits for success? So I start off with a just woke up challenge on Instagram. That's what I filmed this morning. So I literally just woke up. I don't know what I'm going to say. And I put the phone on myself and just film. Uh, And it's meant to be an undercover. Like I think Instagram is always showing the positive, uh, the the best of. And I want to show like, hey, I just woke up. I'm a a normal human like you guys. Then I go through uh, five S's. So it's sing, sun, soar, sweat, scare. So sing, I put on a song. First thing in the morning, because music is the fastest way to change your state. So if you are feeling low energy, don't put on low energy music. Don't put on music for how you currently feel. Put on music how you want to feel. 
So any song, there's no perfect song. Whatever song would get you out of your chair if it came on, they're just some of those songs that you have to get up and dance to or sing to. Start with that. Amen. Trance, trance, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a big difference. Like if you wake up and, and you put on a song that you love or have a, a playlist and you're dancing and you just get lost in a song, holy cow, you're about to have a great day compared to living in blah and negative energy. I think this is one of the things most people, actually, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who wakes up and goes, yes, holy cow, I'm awake, I'm alive, this is the best. Like nobody wakes up like that. But totally. successful people have routines and habits that demand excellence from themselves on a daily basis. So it's a great question to ask. So, so changing your state is the fastest way to get into a positive mindset. So whatever songs get you out of your chair, get you out of bed, you want to put those on. Uh, sun is the second S, so I like getting outside. I take my dogs for a walk. Just getting fresh air, getting out of your place is, is an immediate out in nature, gives you more energy. At least it does for me. Um, sore is the third one. Whatever it is that makes you want to soar, I think you should do in your daily routine. So if listening to Mandy makes you sore, <laughs> right, then, then Mandy should be part of your morning routine. And, and whether that's the podcast or Instagram or watching a video or reading a book or meditation or prayer, whatever the thing is that makes you come alive and soar, put that into your morning routine instead of randomly hoping that something amazing happens to you that day. Uh, that's the most important part of the morning routine. And then Amen. the last we were part, born to fly, born to fly. So, but you got to demand it from yourself on a daily. Oh yeah. Um, sweat and scare the last two. So I'll do a, a workout and then uh, I'll scare myself by having a cold shower. So those are my five S's I go through every day. Evan, I love it. Okay, so for those who may not be as familiar, I know they might be living under a rock. No, just joking. <laughs> if they might not be, though, if there's people out there not as familiar with you and what you're creating in the world, would you please just share a little bit about your background and story of transformation with my audience leading to what you're actually primarily focused on today? And yes, because time is of the essence, a nutshell version is A-OK -okay with me. Sure. Uh, I think your purpose comes from your pain. So whatever you struggle the most with as a human is the thing you want to serve others with for the rest of your life. So I struggled the most as an entrepreneur. Uh, when I was 19, I had my first real business and struggled and sucked and felt worthless and just was not getting results and was too embarrassed and ashamed to tell people that I was struggling. And eventually, you know, I made it out by modeling success by saying, hey, I'm not the first person trying to figure this out before. Who else has done it and how can I learn from them? and turned that into a successful business, sold it, and then sort of think, well, what do I want to do next? Uh, and it was serving, helping others, right? That's, that's at the core. Humans are built mm -hmm. to serve. And so I decided that I wanted to help entrepreneurs because that's, how I, you know, that's who I am and what, where I struggle the most. And I think now people know me from my YouTube channel. We've got 10 or 15 channels now, I can't even remember. Uh, my main one has 2 million subscribers and 300 million views. I've written multiple books, I've toured across um, you know, the world doing different events. And uh, I'm here talking to Mandy, which is the most important of all. Yes, you are. I feel so thrilled to have you on the show right now and for you sharing your words of wisdom because I have been a fan of the Believe uh, philosophy for quite some time. And it just, it, it's a really big honor to be able to share this time and space together today. So thank you, Evan. Um, so time to dive a little deeper with you, rapid fire style. What do you wish you'd known when you first started out personally or professionally? Um, there's nothing that I would want to know. It'd be more to believe in myself more. You mm. know, I mean, that's, that's my message. And I used to, 
never liked this question because I can't go back and change it, right? I can't go back to yeah. my 18 year old or 25 year old self. But then I actually love this question because if I think about 85 year old Evan coming back and talking to present day Evan, the mm -hmm. message would be the same thing. Like 85 year old Evan is going to tell me now that I need to believe harder in myself. I love that. You are living so on purpose and in purpose and in servitude. And I love that about you. So Evan, what are you curious about right now? I'm curious about um, League of Legends. I'm curious about salsa dancing. I'm curious about YouTube. I'm curious about all the cities that I'm going to visit on my tour next year. Um, yeah. It's a really good space to be in. So what's something you failed at? And this question is really significant on the podcast because everyone has their own interpretation of that word itself, failure. So what's something you failed at? And what does that word itself mean to you? I fail every day. I fail at multiple things every day. I think failure is amazing. I think it's, it's making the distinction between I failed at something versus I am a failure. Mm. Oh, yeah. So if yeah. you failed at something, you just don't have the skills yet. You know, you, you need to work harder. You need to practice. You know, I'm sure, you know, as much as you guys love Mandy, if you look at her first podcast, it probably suck compared to where she's at now. Th that's totally. the process. I've made 6,000 videos. Go back and watch my first one. It sucks compared to what I can do now. And, and when I'm 85 years old, still making content, that's going to be much better than what I can do, you know, in 2019, 2020, Evan. Um, and so just not, not taking on the, the feeling that you are a failure just because you failed at something. I think if you never fail at anything, then you actually are a failure. Yes. Like if, if you never fail, that means that you live inside your comfort zone and all you're doing, like you hate your life. You're just photocopying your life over and over and over and over again because you're doing the same thing every day. If you're doing something brand new, then you, you don't know how to do it. It's brand new. So you should expect to fail at the beginning. That's okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure. By practicing, you'll get it. That's, that's a great attitude to have towards fear and failure. And I love that. So Evan, if you could name one hurdle that you personally faced and how you overcame it, and just as a side kind of additional question to that, was the solution obvious or something you stumbled upon? So... All of the biggest ones are always going to be around believe because that's my most important core value. So every, every great step in your life is on the other side of tackling the, the next boundary of your core value. So, um, so a recent one, I just came back a couple of weeks ago of being in Arizona. I was speaking on stage at Brendan Burchard's event. Him mm -hmm. and Dean Graziosi uh, have this annual event that they had you know, a couple thousand people. And I was speaking, uh, I, was, I was closing it off. So it was four days of, of Eric Thomas, Brendan Burchard, Dean Graziosi, and then me. And amazing lineup, by the way. If you yeah, all correct. don't know all these people, look into them because amazing, amazing stuff going on there. But anyways. Amazing lineup. Um, super honored to be there and be invited to be a speaker and to close the show on the last day. And uh, Brendan Burchard backstage is is doing an interview with somebody and he says, Hey, I want to make sure I'm done this interview. Cause I want to see Evan do his thing to our audience. And that's extra nerves, right? It's like, okay, I'm already, mm -hmm. I've done a lot. <laughs> and if you don't know Brendan Burchard, then it may not mean anything, but he's, he's a legend in the speaking and personal development world. And yep. 
most of the time when people are backstage, they're just, they're just chatting. In the green room, nobody's actually watching what the person's doing on stage. They're, they're chatting with each other and, and catching up. But he said, no, Evan, I'm going to finish this interview so that I can watch you go on stage and talk to the audience. And so I've spoken at a whole bunch of events, but now there's extra pressure and extra nerves. And I had a, a little moment of panic just before I went up where it's, I don't know, 10 minutes before I'm supposed to go on stage, I'm pacing backstage and I forgot how I was going to open up my presentation. I just forgot. Um, mm. And so I'm like, what am I, what am I going to do? Oh my God. They, they, they paid me to be here. Brendan Burchard's going to, going to you know, watch me tank in front of his audience. And my biggest fear in life is, is disappointing other people. The fact that I would like commit to do something and let you down destroys me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm pacing back and forth. And then the message that often just comes back is, what are you doing? You're Evan Carmichael. Let's go. And so I remember this voice in my head just telling myself that it's the identity that I built for myself of who I am was, was incongruent with how I was currently acting. And mm. so it forced me to change. Like this, how I'm acting right now, like when I was feeling weak and, and insecure and doubtful, it's like this is not who Evan Carmichael is. And I had to remind myself of who I was. And then that was it. Then I was ready to go. Um, the answer, yes, the answer is obvious. I think it's more practice. It's just mm, I always say practice makes progress. Yeah, so that, that's what I teach myself to do. It's like, you're Evan Carmichael. Let's go get this. You've, you're capable of way more than this. This is just a warm-up. It's something I'll tell myself a lot. This is just a warm-up. This overwhelming- I love that. I really love that. It's like you can, and I think you could even turn that into an affirmation like for yourself, because I've done the same thing where there's those moments where you get to that state or that point of fear and literally just saying to yourself in that moment, and I'm just going to warn y'all, I'm going to use a swear word here, but just saying I'm fucking Evan Carmichael and really stepping into that powerful role that you have. That's like, you can instantly change your energy right there. And, and that's basically what happened. I agree. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I love it. I love it, Evan. Okay. What has been one life-changing or defining moment of time in your life? Uh, I think when I decided to quit on my partner in my first business, I was 19. Uh, you know, nothing was working out. I'm making 300 bucks a month. Uh, I turned down the high-paying jobs that all my friends were then taking and again, I was too embarrassed and ashamed to tell them, to tell the people around me that I, was, I wasn't making money. So I, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't go out to dinner because I would say I'm hustling, I'm living the entrepreneur life, you know, I got to grind. But meanwhile, that 25 bucks, I couldn't afford. It was, it was too expensive for me. So uh, I was on a, some kind of holiday. And it's funny that we're recording this on, on American Thanksgiving. It was, it was kind of a cool yep. one. It might, it might have even been Thanksgiving for us. And uh, I told my partner, he called me on the phone. I told him I quit. Like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need to feel like I'm a valuable human. Like the work, mm. when I put time into something, it's actually working. Because we just put tons. It wasn't that there was no effort. We're putting every single day, every waking moment into this business. And just nothing was happening. And so I told him that I quit. And then, um, and then just hung up the phone and, and cried. And stuff coming out of my nose and eyes. And, you know, just was lost. I never felt so lost in my life. Um, and then my mom came up and I don't even know what she told me. And she put her hand on my shoulder and said something, but, uh, I was just gone. I felt like everything was over. 
And then I woke up the next day and I just said, you know what? I can't quit. Like, I, I, cause I'm going to regret it. If I quit now, I'm going to regret it. I know I'm going to mm-hmm. regret it. I haven't given it everything. If I feel like I gave it absolutely everything, then that's fine. I can quit, but I, I'm not there yet. And that's what sparked the thought of, I can't be the first guy to try to build a software company. We had, we had biotech software. I can't be the first guy to try to build a software company. Like somebody has had to have done this before. And so that's when I started to model success. And I said, the only guy I could think of was Bill Gates. Bill Gates built mm-hmm. Microsoft. So let me research how Bill Gates started Microsoft. And I started applying those strategies to my business and we started to grow. And that was the, the takeout point. But from the depths of being at my lowest low and feeling like everything was over, then came the solution of model success. Find people who've done it. And then what have I done for the past 20 years is just model success. What's, what's my YouTube channel about modeling success, how you can learn from successful people. And so it ended up becoming uh, the greatest gift. Oh, what a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think there's so many beautiful takeaways within that in itself, because so many people find themselves, especially as entrepreneurs, I was just talking about this too, at an event last weekend, just when you're in those lowest states, you have to remind yourself of your why. I know you're really big about Simon um, Sinek as well, but like just always remembering your why and pulling yourself out of that well, because there are going to be those, those downtimes, those lowest of low times. And you have to remind yourself why you're put on this planet. Yeah, and I like breaking that down to what I call a big why and a little why. So mm-hmm. the big why is the big mission, the, the, the life-changing thing that you're chasing down that, that you're never going to accomplish, but you wake up every day trying to accomplish, right? Yeah. Like you want to change every human on the planet. It's never going to happen, but every day you wake up trying to do that. Yep. Sometimes, though, it, it's, it's, the big why just feels too big. It's, it's mm-hmm. overwhelming. Like, well, who am I going to do this? I feel like such a fake. I'm an imposter. I can't go up and do that. I'm barely making traction now. How, how do I have the audacity to say I could do that? And that's where the little why really comes into play. So uh, that just means you helped one person. So you may not be able to I help. I love that. Oh, gosh. That is such a beautiful equation. It's kind of like I look at it like just as you're saying this, I'm picturing there's that grand vision I think most people have for themselves and, and reverse engineering it. So what is your vision just for today? How can you just start by serving one person in your world today? Yeah. And, and however you serve, so I make YouTube videos. So I could go to my YouTube videos and see the comments. And if I'm ever feeling like my mission is too big and I'm never going to do it, I can look at my comments and say, well, I helped that person and I helped that person and, and it's had an impact on that person. And so I used to, before doing YouTube, I used to do speaking and I felt like um, after coming off stage, I, I was so fired up and like, man, this is what I'm bored to do. I love this. Helping people is so great. But then there might be weeks between my next speaking gig and I would, I would fall back down and, and the next day wake up and not have as much energy. So I would look over the comments that people left me I made this little PowerPoint file where I would play it every morning and look at the comments and the feedback and say, man, like what I do really matters to people. I need to wake up and keep going. I love that, Evan. I do the same thing in my own version, which is to save a little folder of, I literally call it my why folder. And I save comments or I save messages or DMs from people who write to me about how I positively inspired or changed or empowered them in their lives. And I literally, anytime that, again, we go back to that feeling low moment, that's my reminder. That's, you know, that reminds me of why I need to believe in my, my purpose on this planet as well. So I do kind of the same thing. I think that's so important for people out there to take away. 
Yeah, so big why, little why. Some days you might think, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm Mandy, of course I'm gonna wake up and change the world today, let's go. And you just have that energy. Uh, and other days you <laughs> feel like it's too big and you just say, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna open my little why folder. Oh, that's what I would call it, my little why folder. Yeah, I love that. I helped her, like I helped her and look at where she's at now. That's because I had an impact. I'm in yes. I do serve. Yes. I love it too, with the book that you have and the tour you have coming up. And we're going to get into that just in a moment. But basically, I love like your philosophy that there's always that kind of big purpose. And then there's, you know, you can affect people immediately starting today, the, the, the 25 people closest to you. And I always often say, even in my own, you know, content, you know, just smiling at a stranger, like think small, you can change someone's life positively in, in such a small act of kindness in your daily life. You don't have to be a public figure. You don't have to, you know, have a global brand to impact people positively in your world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Humans are built to serve. I mean, that's the name of my next book is called built to serve, but humans are built to serve helping others touches the same part of the brain as food and sex which are also mm. pretty important. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> so, so if you're not happy, chances are it's because you're not serving. It's been a long time yeah. since you've anybody. Uh, and so again, the serving could be something big or it could just be something really small, helping somebody close to you. Some people have a big mission. We want to serve the world, right? That's me. That's you. It's probably the people listening to this episode. But others, others are more insular. They may not have a giant mission, but they're still built to serve. And it just means they're really close, family connected. You know, help, help your husband, help your wife, help the 25 people closest to you. But if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. Mm. I love that. I love your philosophy on life, Evan. I love that so much because I do believe, you know, in my heart of hearts too, that we are all born to serve in our own unique, beautiful ways. So what does a successful relationship look like to you? Ooh, We're like in a, in a personal relationship? You can take this question however you'd like. I think that's great. And especially for entrepreneurs, I think it can be really hard to, to make the right connection um, and have somebody who supports your mission. Uh, successful means to me that both parties are really happy and supporting each other and what they're trying to do. Uh, my wife now works with me on my business, but for the first six years of our relationship, she didn't. And I didn't care what she did. She could have been a cashier at a grocery store as long as she was loving it and, and really like she loved going to work and showing up every day. For my wife, it's much more about the relationship she has at work and the people than the actual mm -hmm. work she's doing. Uh, and so it's, it's wanting the other person to win, right? And I think that translates to business as well. Like I want people to win when they're with me more than I want them to win with me. Oh, that makes me just feel so good inside because it's just the word team. It's like you're a partner on a te team together. Yeah. And when I've had to let people go, it's because like they shouldn't be, I'm holding them back. This, this shouldn't be where they're supposed to be. Like I can't give them the work. I had a guy who wanted to be a baker. Like, dude, you can't work for me. Like, you, you mm -hmm. I mean, I love, he was so great in our community and so fantastic dealing with the, with the customers who are coming in and the comments on the channel. It's like, but you can't, like, this isn't what you want to do. You have yeah. to go and, and be a baker. And like, I, I can't teach you how to be a baker. I can't cook for my life. You know, I'm never going to open up a Believe Bake Shop. So you need to go off and do that. 
Um, and so it's, it's, supporting, it's supporting the people on your team, but also supporting the intimate relationships. I think where my wife, Nina, and I do really well at is I'm the creative weird one who wants to try all these different things. And then she is always willing to try anything once. So whether it's you know ice baths with Wim Hof or going to a meditation retreat with Sadhguru or all of these crazy things that you know I get invited to go and do, she always wants to, to be a part and experience it with me. And uh, then me trying to figure out how can, how can I help her and her goals and what she's trying to do. Even the tour that we kind of talked about, I'm, I'm doing a tour. Uh, next year, we're starting round two. This year was round one. We're basically for 90 days straight, we're on the road. We hit 20 to 23 cities and then come back. And it started because I told my wife, I just decided I'm going to take her to every city in North America with a million plus people. That's the genesis wow. of the tour. Yeah. She loved to travel. She loved trying new foods. Um, I couldn't care less about food. Like I could, I could sit in a hotel room and eat hot dogs as long as I'm helping entrepreneurs. <laughs> uh, but, but she loves to explore and try new things and try new foods. And so I said, I'm going to take you to every city in North America with a million people. And that then, is quite the feat. I love it. So then it's thinking, okay, well, how do we, how do we do that? Right. So then my business brain comes on. Okay. I'm going to do a tour. I'm going to do a speaking tour. And then this next year, 2020, I'm going to do a book tour. And we're going to be in each city basically for four days. And we spend one day with me doing my, my speaking one day with meeting kind of VIP people one day traveling and then one day exploring. And in the explore day, we're going to try new foods. We're going to see the city. We're going to you know, do all the stuff that my wife loves to enjoy. If it was just me by myself, well, first, I wouldn't go for 90 days. But uh, maybe before my wife, I would. But uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do the explore day. I wouldn't do the food day. That's, that's a giant, you know, air quotes, waste of time for me. It's not mm -hmm. enjoyable for me. But it's, it's, it's the collaboration. It's the connection. It's important for her. Therefore, it becomes important for me. I love that. It sounds like you guys have a really a really beautiful exchange of a give and take in your relationship. And that I think is a really big key to a successful relationship as you're describing. Yeah. I think as long as you guys are aligned on values for everybody listening, if you're aligned on values, that's what's most important. The stuff we get into fights on are, are little things that don't matter. You mm -hmm. know, for example, she's, she's very clean and I'm very neat. So, ah, yeah. Big difference. <laughs> I'm an OCD Virgo, so I totally get there's a big difference there. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I don't want clutter. But as long as the clutter is gone, if there's a, a little bit of a stain on something, whatever, it's not going to super bother me. But but she'll like she doesn't mind clutter everywhere as long as it's super clean. So. Uh, OK, so little things like that. But in essence, like the grand in the grand scheme of things, you guys are just super aligned on a deeper level of values. Yeah, and that takes work, and that takes connection. That takes getting to know each other um, and having conversations. We just came up on seven years, and we were celebrating in New York. And um, congratulations! That's a yeah, that's a huge thing to be celebrating seven years. And we were joking about the seven-year itch, which was fun. Uh, <laughs> Maybe seven-year loving scratch. <laughs> Let's change it. <laughs> How do we make it better? Like we 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 went through. Uh, we sat at a coffee shop and then went through nine questions. I forget how we found it. Somebody recommended these nine questions to ask in the relationship, and and then came back and and then made it started applying it together. So how changes in our lives was making sure we went back to salsa dancing because we hadn't we hadn't done that for a while. Even though that's how we met. Um, doing more working out together and stretching together, 
Um, and other goals that we set for ourselves, we said, here, this is how we can continue to make our relationship better. And, and you know, by no means perfect, but by constantly paying attention to it and taking the time to sit down and say, hey, how do we make this better? You, you can make it better. So mm, was- communication, definitely. And it's interesting, too, because you brought up the salsa dancing. I know you have a studio in Toronto just for anyone FYI in the Toronto area who wants to get into dancing. Um, but relationships to me are like a cha-cha because you're going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And I think it's your ability to grow together. Mm. Um, you know, my wife started working with me last year. She quit her job to do the tour because, you know, no company was going to give somebody 90 days off of work to go off and do something. So she, she quit her job to work with me and go on the tour. And people kept asking me, how is it like working with your wife? I actually love it. For me, I, love, I think it's actually brought us way closer together than her going off and getting a job and being somewhere else. I didn't think that would be the case. I looked at it as mm. like, we should have our own separate, you know, careers and work lives and then come back when we have something to talk about and just have some separation and miss each other. I actually, I love it. But but I also love working with family. I also love working with friends. Um, I think it's actually the best thing you can do. Uh, I know people have a lot of horror stories with it, but I think it's only brought strength to the business, but also brought our relationship closer to each other. I love that. Well, I mean, if you guys are both working towards the same wonderful mission on this planet, like I always, I look at that like you do similarly, where why wouldn't I want to involve the people I love the most in that mission too? Yeah, I think for Nina, uh, my wife, her, she doesn't have a big mission. You know, she's, she loves working with people. That's the connection that she values the most. So yeah. She wouldn't necessarily be off helping entrepreneurs. That's my mission. But she loves working with me and she loves working with the people on our team. That's the little family. Like, she's my chief heart officer in the company. Aw, I love that. Oh, my God. Y'all sound like such a sweet family of Believe Nation. (laughs) I love it. So, so for example, I'm not very good at at keeping in touch with people and following up and asking personal stuff. Um, Meanwhile, Nina is still in touch with people she went to kindergarten with. And so she's the glue, you know, she cares about the relationships more than the work. So she's the glue in our company in that she's, she's following up with everybody and asking how they're doing and, and following them on Facebook. And like, she's their best friend for everybody on the team. Um, which is great. I suck at all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's worked out. The joining of forces of unique abilities. If you had to recommend one book that could positively change someone's life aside from yours, what book would it be? Oh, aside from mine, come on. You have to be a fan of your own work. Um, <laughs> okay, you can mention, you can put your own book in here, plus <laughs> let's mention one other authors. Uh, it's so context dependent. For me, Four Hour Work Week was a big, had a big impact. Cool. What quote do you live by and why that one? Whether, whether you believe you can and you can't, you're right. And, and who was that by? Uh, lots of people have been attributed to, but mainly Henry Ford. And why that one? Because my most important core value is belief. So whether I believe I can or I can't, I'm right. And why is believe your one word? Um, that I don't know. Uh, what, where does your core value come from? I don't know that I could tell you that. Um, it's just, it's a part of me. Uh, earliest, like my favorite movie is Seabiscuit, which is about this oversized, uh, jockey and undersized horse and broke owner and they all found each other. I love the underdog story. My parents used to tell me I'm Evan Castrilli Carmichael. I could do anything. I believe that I can. Um, 
in my book, Your One Word, I help people find the most important core value. But why is that their core value? I don't know. Mm, that is okay with me. That was a golden nugget of wisdom right there that you shared, Evan. What do you feel most grateful for in your life right now? The ability to wake up and do whatever I want to do. Mm, freedom. If you could have lunch with one person, alive or dead, don't kill me for asking, <laughs> who would it be? E.P. Uh, Janini is my favorite entrepreneur of all time. Amazing. Because this is Pave Your Paradise podcast, what does paradise mean to you? How would you personally define it? Being able to wake up, do work that is meaningful to me on an on a everyday basis, surrounded by people that I love and knowing that the work is having an impact around the world. That's paradise. Oh, that is such a beautiful definition. Thank you. Is there anything you wish we had talked about today? No, whatever, whatever is interesting for you is what I want to talk about. Amazing. Love that. And how can I, because you're such a, a server yourself in this world, how can I and the audience of listeners serve you? How can we help you in the highest way? Uh, in the highest way is go off and create, go off and serve, go off and, and, you know, keep listening to Mandy and go feel your purpose. That that's, that's the highest way. Like if anything in this little interview sparks something for you, trust it, lean in on it, go all into it. Uh, you know, you've got your life cheerleader here cheering you on and, <laughs> and that's, that's the highest way you can, um, in a, in a maybe lower, more selfish way. I've got my book coming up, so if anybody wants to pre-order support me with uh, Built to Serve, that's highly appreciated. Oh, Evan, this is totally your spotlight. You tell me and the audience exactly what is the best way to find you, to learn more about you, and what can we do to help you on your mission? Um, to find me, just look up Evan Carmichael. Um, you know, wherever you are on social, I'm probably there. Uh, I have the biggest following on YouTube. So there's lots of content there to, to dive in and learn from. To support me, um, the easiest ask is the book. I got a new book coming out, Built to Serve. It's about, I believe everybody is built to serve, and then how to, how to actually go off and find it. So one, believing that you can serve others, you must serve others. It's hardwired into you. You need to do it. If you're not happy, you're not serving. But then how do you actually find who you're supposed to be serving and in what way? Uh, that's what the book addresses. And then for the entrepreneurs out there, how to actually turn into a business as well. Evan Carmichael, you are such a star in this world, and I am so appreciative and respectful of the goodness that you are creating by serving others. And I want to give you a huge shout out of gratitude right now for sharing your words of wisdom and your time and your energy with my Pave Your Paradise podcast audience, but as well as myself. So thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you, Mandy. Thank you for the love. Thanks, Evan. Thanks so much for joining me. If there's anyone you know who you think could benefit from hearing today's episode, it would mean the world if you'd share it with them. Love what you heard? Then please subscribe. If you really love what you heard, then please leave a review with your honest and loving thoughts. This podcast wouldn't be possible without your support. If you feel called to, please make contributions to my podcast fund that helps me to keep it going strong, bringing on amazing guests for you, and to continue the ripple effect of spreading goodness in the world. 
I appreciate you, your time, and your energy, and I love hearing from you. So drop me a line on social media. As always, I'm wishing you a positive day and your own piece of paradise. Until next time, sending you love and light and keep shining.